0: Fast Forward Productions, the women are speaking. This is the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. My name is Ashley Pollard. Here you will find business tips, entrepreneurial advice, and an honest account of mistakes I make along the way. I will also have some friends along for the ride who can add in their own experience, obstacles, and what we can all learn from each other. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely road, but not in my circle. We are all in this together. Hi, guys. Welcome back to The Unfiltered Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard, and I have, I mean, one of my favorite people on today,
1: Amy McNabb. Amy is so funny. She came into my space looking for something very specific. I saw her business and said, I think you're actually looking for this. We redirected her. We got her where she feels most aligned. We've been working together now for, gosh, two years, two and a half years. She's just a joy. I love Amy. You know, we've also developed such a beautiful friendship through the years because Working with someone so closely, you get to know them really deeply. And what's great is that seeing the work that she does, I've actually invited her into all of my group programs and now into the roundtable to facilitate and speak to the women in the roundtable on a monthly basis. So she actually has these personal development calls
0: with the roundtable every single month. And I mean, of course, I want to think that I'm the most valuable part of that group, but Everybody seems to say that she's one of the best parts of being in the roundtable, which is just such an honor that I get to offer someone with such a strong skill set
1: and a warm heart to this group. I love working with Amy. I love working with Amy as a peer. I love working with her as a mentor. She's just the kind of person who has so much heart. And I always say we balance each other out. And You'll probably notice that on this
0: episode because I'm very structured and analytical and I challenge and I push people. Where Amy is just a hug as a person.
1: She'll wrap you up, she'll see you, she'll sit with you and hold those emotions. Things that I just admire and love so much about her. So tune in, enjoy, and fall in love with Amy McNabb as much as I am. Welcome back to the unfiltered. (laughs) You don't know what you're in for today. This is like if we were to talk about the gemist of all gems, it's Amy McNabb. I mean, there is going to be a gemology course at Harvard, all about how gem of a gem Amy is. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Let it happen. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you on. Amy is one of those people that joined my space in a group program, stayed inside the doers, but then I've also hired her and now she works with the round table and we've developed a really close friendship. And it's just something I'm very proud of to see, like have a healthy space of mentorship, but also a really healthy space of friendship. And I just, I love you so much. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast.
2: I love you too. I'm so happy to be here. And I actually, while you're saying that, I have a note from you that I think you sent for like this, like a square one gift, like way back when, and it has like a little note from you. And it says... Amy, oh my God, I am endlessly proud of you. Keep going. And it says XX Ashley. And I know that you wrote it because it's your handwriting. Yeah. And it's just like up behind here because it's so funny. I remember joining square one and being like, I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And then now I have this like really cool business where I really get to do what I'm good at. And I do it confidently. And that is so much. And thanks to was, you. So, I'm what so to be here. yeah, that's like unacceptable that's to me.
1: <laughs> is, my, is my math right? Uh, yeah, it was, it was 2021. 2021. So wild. I yeah. remember we talked in December and I downsold you and you were like, are you okay? You were like, tell me if I need the VIP. And I was like, nah, you don't need the VIP. Like, don't spend the And you're yeah. like, what?
2: Yeah, it was very confusing for me as someone who just, I mean, I worked with coaches for a long time. I worked for coaches for a long time. And the vibe was always sell, sell, sell and sell at all costs. And it was just wild to me, because I think what we did was we got on a call and I was like, I know what a sales call is. I've been trained in sales calls. Please don't, please don't was really what I said. And you know, you're so brilliant because you downsold me, but that sold me. Right. Like, obviously it was a sales call. We knew that we both knew that, but it was much more about like, what do you need? And let me see if I can help. And when I said what I needed, you were like, oh, babe, I can help. And that's the ultimate sales call. Right. It's like, I have what you need
1: buy it right as opposed in to like that story you highlighted our very different natures in McNabb because the reason that we are <laughs> such good meshes is because we are mm-hmm. a yin and yang you know because what you, you just said <laughs> is so incorrect okay what tell you me. said is that i said tell me what you need like babe you don't need that do you think i said that do you think those are words on my mouth? Yeah. I probably was like, I don't remember. I probably was like, eh, fuck it, you don't need it. And you're like, I just got you. Like, it's so funny. Amy and I get along so well because Amy is kind and I am focused. <laughs> and so This podcast is already derailing. We're gonna just They're gonna <laughs> love it. They're gonna love it. It's okay. the best way. Continue. No, but but So I'm kind. You're Yeah, well, I mean, I it's a joke partially, but you know, I like to really stay in bad cop mode or Maybe not even bad cop, maybe like harsh, not harsh, like like, honest, (laughs) very direct. Like I want to be no bullshit. This is what my feedback is. But I, and I do, I I don't, I'm not like a heartless, you know, piece of shit by any means. But the reason that I brought you into the round table is because I want to stay in that role. I want to stay in, bring me Mm. the strategy, bring me the numbers. And there is a level of empathy and connectivity and like humanity needed to really you know, see someone on a deep level, and I feel like you just do it so seamlessly. And I brought you into all my group programs for that reason, because you are a warm hug as a person. And I'm like, bitch, don't fucking do that. What do you? What do you? What are you I think
2: what is fun about us is that the way that I see it is a very percentages, and we're the we're the flip. So I think that if we're kind of talking about what we do for work, you're 80. percent strategy go get it like business straightforward direct and there's this 20 percent that's this like really wonderful heart that really gives a shit i mean you for i don't know if this is true anymore but for i mean obviously you still want this but for a long time like team ap's you know log line was where women that yeah, is you know and it was like and it is right and so it was this always there was and has always been empowerment behind what you do there's always been a mission behind what you do but your percentages are like 80 percent strategy business let's fucking go and 20 percent like oh babe you're gonna be fine are going to be okay. And also empowering people who maybe didn't feel so strong. And I think that women especially need that. Whereas I think I'm the flip in percentages where it's 80% of what I do and the way I talk is like hope, encouragement, empowerment, empathy, and really just like a hug, right? A space to be held is really what I think I'm good at for other people. And then there's a 20% of me that, I mean, I'm from Boston, like, like the other 20% is like, bitch, get up. <laughs> like, let's go. Right. You know, like that's also there, which I think is why people respond well to me is because I do care a lot and I'm going to give you space to feel your emotions. But there's also a percentage. that's like at some point we have to do the thing. Like we can't keep just talking about emotions. You have to go do the thing, which is more of a, I have certain clients that are like that. And I have other clients where we're kind of constantly trying to get them to slow down a little bit and soften, but I think that's why our percentages, I think that's why we relate. We're not 100% and 100%. There's like the 80-20 and we just have the opposite. So it, it works really well. It does work really well. <laughs> and that's
1: kind of what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. You know, I'm definitely like, I want you to infuse your story into this. And I want you to talk about, you know, your background. And we'll talk a little bit about what you do. And especially as it relates in your business, as it relates in mine. But what I wanted to do on this podcast is really kind of talk to you more, less of interview style. I would like for us to kind of like chat a bit about some things that I'm noticing in this space and just kind of like get you to weigh in a little bit because I'm getting a lot of really great women who I know as ambitious, smart, driven, like don't fuck with me energy, who have like made money and they're killing it and they're doing really well. All of a sudden lately – feeling a lot of feels, you know, really going through it. And I feel like it's been confusing for me because I think it's been an interesting challenge to realize that again, in all of humanity, things aren't black and white. You can be ambitious, smart, like have all the actions and still have these emotions. And what I tend to notice Before we like dive into like a little side combo is that like, I tend to notice that when people start succeeding, the shit comes up because your nervous system is like, we're succeeding, I'm alive. (laughs) Now let's talk about this thing that happened four years ago, shall we? You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The transition from surviving into thriving. Yeah, And I think that
1: there's a lot of people in my space who I've really helped succeed and get to a point where they're good and they rely on themselves and they trust Mm -hmm. themselves. And now some shit's coming up. If you're open to it, I'd love to kind of talk through some of these things and get your feedback and your thoughts and we could riff on it together.
2: Yeah, I love that. This is my favorite thing to do and to talk about. And I mean, I have such a heart for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial women, especially. And I think this is a great point, right? Because we are asked and tasked with the hustle and the grind when you're starting a company and, and when you're running a company. And then it makes sense to me exactly what you're saying in regard to the kind of surviving and thriving. There's a lot of gray area in between and a lot of shit comes up. And yeah, I'm down to, t- I'm so down All to right, do, this. do this. This makes me very let's happy. Do
1: it. So I have a few ideas of things that I'd love to run through with you. And for everyone listening or watching, what's up, YouTube? Amy does not know any of these. Like, we're just going to chat. Amy was like, what are we talking about today? And I was like, I don't know. I have a couple things I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) So she was not prepped in advance, but, you know, we just know each other so well that we can riff like this. But one of the things that I'm seeing a lot of people talk about is this comparisonitis, but not the way I've ever seen it before. It's not necessarily like, oh, my God, this other person in my space has phenomenal branding and I don't. Or, oh, this person is landing amazing clients and I'm not I think that a lot of people in my space have kind of tackled that a little bit I think it's very human for that to come up always but I think that they have there's a little bit of that has gone away right where it's like good for you I have my stuff and whatever but it's honestly a little bit more like comparing against what their expectations were I thought I'd be further along Mm -hmm. than this or I wanted to launch this second business in January and now it's August. Or Mm -hmm. I keep saying I want to launch a podcast and I'm not. This very much like I'm leaving myself behind kind of thing. I'm not measuring up in some way. And it, it doesn't seem like it's towards a person or like a desire that someone else has this thing. It's like a desire that I wanted this thing and it hasn't happened. And now I feel like shit. So I'm curious, like, what does that kind of inspire in you and your reaction?
2: Yeah, so it's interesting because I've definitely seen this and heard this before, both with clients and I think in some of, you know, your spaces, too. And the first question I always ask is, like, how many of these goals or deadlines that you're freaking out about are arbitrary? How many of them did you make up? Is the first question, right? Because sometimes we get caught in this like, well, I did the roadmap. I made the roadmap and I planned all the things and I'm behind. And you're like, wait, but you're behind in a world where you made that up. Like you're making up the measuring points. So there's a gap here, right? And sometimes, you know, it brought up a couple of different questions. Because I think one, a lot of the times when I'm able to say, hey, that's an arbitrary thing you made up, we can push the deadline. So that's the first thing that I that I would go to. Second, I would ask, how do you want to feel? is a lot of where I kind of circled the wagons with people. It's like, all right, so you want to start this podcast. Why? What is it about it that you want? And sometimes the reason is, well, I think I'm supposed to. You know, I think that, well, this other person in the space has it, or I think it'll help with marketing. And I'm like, okay, but do you want to? Is it something you actually want to do? And if the answer is no, then that's why we're procrastinating, right? If the answer is like, no, I don't actually want to do that. I just think I'm supposed to. That's the first thing. Then the other option I think or that I've seen is, no, I really want to do it. So let's say it's like, why do you want to do that? It's like, no, I've always wanted to be on the radio. I've always wanted to do a podcast that has always sounded fun to me. And then we go, okay, so what's stopping you from starting it, right? Because you set a timeline, you didn't do it, or you didn't get there when you thought you would. So what is the thing in the way? And the reality is that, we're not wired to be happy, we're wired to be comfortable. You know, so going outside of our comfort zones is always going to be a clunky thing. I think that when people are like, well, I want this, but I'm kind of afraid of it, then there's stuff to work through there. So I think that's one piece of, you know, how do you want to feel? And why are you doing the thing? And then the other piece that I did hear you say was the fact that people thought they'd be further than they are. And that one's really interesting to me, because I'm, curious about i mean if you were a client and this were you i would be asking okay where do you think you're supposed to be and where are you now when you actually interact with clients who feel this way is it a monetary
1: thing or is it like a i'm known i'm sure if they if we dug into it more it'd be money too like real but i think it's i think it's like benchmark i i wanted to start my podcast by now or I wanted to start a second business and I think a lot of it is also expectations, you know, which is why I try to be very open and honest that like, I had like all the cards stacked for me, you know, like, I come sure. from business development 10 years of business in companies that like, sculpted me into a business developer and i sure so of course, this is going to be rather easier for me mm-hmm. on top of the fact that I already had a podcast one. So like that was something that I had understood. Yeah. And so I think there also could be a little bit of like, well, she started four businesses or like she's done this. Mm. I think that could be part of it. But I think it's also just like I wanted to do certain things by now.
2: Yeah. Well, on that note, let's say it's comparing to you or any other kind of mentor or person in the space. And it's not about like branding, like you said, but it's about the benchmarks that they've hit. I think that the way that I am learning still and teaching my clients right now to also look at things is if you see someone with what you want, worry less about the benchmarks and Even just what cards they had stacked in their favor, which I think is, I mean, privilege is a massive part of so much of this. But the flip side is like, how does that person operate? How do they move within their world and within their any given Tuesday to get what they want? So when I think of you, yeah, I think four businesses and a podcast and all that stuff. But I also know that you take fast messy action and messy, not like chaotic (laughs) messy, like it doesn't have to be perfect. And it's like, that was something you taught really early on was like 80% and fucking send it. So there's a movement that you have. And also you don't have a, from the outside, at least you don't have a ton of attachment to a personal attachment to whether or not it succeeds. You don't go like, this is a reflection of me as a person, if this business succeeds or not. So if I were comparing myself to you and saying, okay, well, how do I get where Ashley is? I would look, less at the business strategy i mean obviously with it and that would be your expertise but also how do you operate within that because i remember in square one you know we had a group of 15 i don't know how many people were in our first one okay 25 and then 15 were probably active you know and it was like like really doing the things kind of publicly right because there were a lot of people working in the background too you know there were a few people that they implemented as we went They were like, I am gonna, great, social media week, I'm gonna make all the social media, right? And they just fucking flew. And honestly, when you fail fast, if that doesn't work, if you move that quickly, you learn so quickly. And so then you can actually assess what worked, what didn't. And also, what do I want and what do I not want? Because I think the other problem is with this whole topic, my question is always, What do you actually want? What do you want? And oftentimes people answer, especially business owners, we answer in almost like our, it's almost like an elevator pitch for our dreams. And so it's a little bit of a, I can't imagine what the numbers would be, but let's say it's like, well, I want what Ashley has. So I want four businesses and I want them all to be making X amount of dollars. And I want to be on these podcasts or these shows because that'll whatever. And then I go, okay, why do you want it? And how do you think it's going to make you feel? Because why do you want it? And like getting honest about why you want it, because sometimes it's like, I just want to be known. I just want to be seen. I want to be perceived as successful. I want to feel successful. And that's the feeling, right? Like, how do you think it's going to make you feel? I want to feel successful. And then there's another piece that's often like, I want to feel like I can calm down. I want to feel like I can be at peace with where I am. And that is very different for each person, because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but your piece, Ashley, is like movement. it It's growth.
1: It's right does that i matter? will have a fucking panic attack the day that i am bored like
2: it's yeah not good for
1: me and the thing is like someone listening and i'm sure my therapist would probably say something along the lines of like you're avoiding something and it's like let me yeah. let me live let me avoid good the god thing is, the thing is is that like i have found in this fucking circus that I'm actually pretty good mm. at riding the bike and spinning a plate and juggling at the same time. And so for me, I want to do those things. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I like yeah. to go.
2: Yeah, and I will say, though, I mean, I'm sure you're a therapist. You're probably avoiding. But also, you have a therapist. So you have found some balance to this. Like, because there are some, there are some business owners, some entrepreneurs that are running fucking full speed all the time because they are running from something. I don't want to, not because they, I mean, they should succeed in business, keep going, crushing it, right? But something that I've talked to you about before too with my business clients is emotional softening without losing your yeah. edge. So it's like how to soften and give yourself space to feel and to be present, but you don't have to lose the edge that got you where you are. Right. Cause sometimes that edge, that like hustle edge can really serve. Oh yeah. And so we're not trying to get rid of that. And that's one of the big things that I always try to communicate with business clients of mine where I go, okay, I'm not trying to take away your hustle. But I am trying to incorporate like a bubble bath, (laughs) like you know, just a time that you are not running some Chipotle. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the homework I've given clients that I think it's so funny because I think it was the first coaching call that I did for the roundtable. And, you know, these women came in and did not know what to expect from me. And rightfully so, because mindset and personal development can really, really range. Right. So I am not a licensed therapist, you know, but I am a personal growth expert. I love this stuff, but I'm not I'm also not like super woo-woo on a scale of one to five on the like one I don't believe anything five I'm a witch I'm like a three right and so I am very much you know it's possible and so I am not super woo-woo so I'm not necessarily having I'm really rarely having conversations about like get your mindset positive so you can manifest your dreams. That There's a little bit of like toxic positivity in there. And there's a little bit of like you're responsible for what happens to you. And that's not always true. So that's why I don't go that full manifestation route all the time. But the reality is that like we want to be able to process what's happening to you and you want to have time to relax while moving at at whatever speed that makes you comfortable. So that first call with the round table, we got on and they didn't know what to expect. And so they get me, you know, somewhere between super woo woo and the therapist, it's somewhere in this weird middle place. It's like, I'm neither of those things. Right. And their homework was, oh, if I can remember them all, one of them was you have to take Wednesdays off. Like the, I was like, send your emails and get the clients off the roster. The second one was like take a week, take a bubble bath this weekend, and I think I've given clients other homework like go to brunch on Friday to prove that you can, you know, because it was like you built this business so you could do what you fucking wanted, do what you want, want to do. So that emotional softening is important, but doesn't mean you have to lose your edge. But I think that that's what I would kind of when it comes to comparison stuff. How do you want to feel? Why are you doing what you're doing? And then also why do you think you're procrastinating if you are? Why do you think you're avoiding? Yeah, there's
1: a level of self awareness there that I think doesn't mean you have to change anything, but being aware of it makes you hone your skill better. For me, one of my like deeper insecurities is being alone. And so it makes sense that what do I love the most in my business, my membership, my super connected, I know you guys so well, you know me so well, we're all in this together, like it's the best healing space I've ever been in. Of course, I love it the most. And now before therapy or without therapy, before therapy would have been like 10 years ago. So without therapy, I might be the person who is like, I shouldn't be relying on my membership so much for a connection. Now I'm I'm like, I have a deep need for connection. So this membership is right for me if I hone it healthy in a healthy way. And so I will invest, quote unquote, in a therapist before I'll ever pay for anybody if someone told me keep your therapist and fire your whole team or keep your whole team fire your therapist my bitches you're not on a the date anymore <laughs> and the reason for that is because entrepreneurship like anything vulnerable is going to bring up all of that shit the time that you were bullied on the playground that fucked up thing your parents said to you the, the difficult breakup that you had that really broke your heart, whatever it is, like it's all going to come up. And so you to kind of be prepared for that and be a bit resilient because I would rather look at those things in the eyes and become friends with them than run for them and act like they don't exist. And then they demolish me for months on end.
2: Yeah. And that's, and that's something that we've talked about too. Right. So I think that's something you've said before that I, I loved, I think you did like a Q and a on your stories one time and it was like, what's the best investment you've ever made in your business. And you said therapy and, it's such a important, I think I booked a therapy session like that day. I was like, yeah, you right. Like write. I haven't you been write. in a minute and I tie, I tie, tie. Yeah. You know? And it's like, because part of that is you're right. This shit's going to come up no matter what. Anytime you're growing, good Lord. Anytime you're growing, expanding, doing something in alignment with like your soul, like really the thing that you feel called to do or anything that you're doing, that's like, take some risk is going to bring up so many blocks so much resistance you might be able to get through the first couple things on your own you might be able to bust through those initial blocks just with like the right business mentor someone who can say like "Oh, it doesn't fucking matter what your branding looks like just start posting like go right and that can push you through but inevitably you're going to hit a point of growth in your business in your career that you cap out you have upper limits there are things that you were taught as a kid that you perceived as a kid that you perceived as a young adult that are going to create these ceilings that are self-imposed and you got to figure out how to get through them. Cause it's not always busting through. Sometimes it's working with it. Sometimes it's going around it. Sometimes it's taking it apart piece by piece and you got to figure out which one works for you. And that's where therapy comes in. And then also, and you know, I asked, <laughs> we were talking one time, cause like you said, you're also my business coach and consultant. And so we were chatting one time and I said, what do you think is the difference for a business owner between a therapist and a personal development expert like myself? Because I kind of know, but I'm curious from the outside, right? It's always easier to see like what you like do from the outside. Answer. I think what you said and what we kind of came to, which was really accurate, is I mean, the way that I see coaching is like therapy is for what has happened to you, coaching is for what going mm. forward, right? So therapy is like let's deal with the past and how it affects your present, and coaching is let's deal with your present so we can figure yeah. out your future. And that's how I see the timeline. But what was important that you said that I had never really thought of is the fact that when you're in therapy, you're not not—you're typically not talking about your business. You're talking about your mom, your dad, your kids, your aunt, your uncle, that guy who'd said something mean to you one time, whatever it is. But you're typically not talking about, I'm really struggling in my business because no matter how many clients I have, no matter how much success I have, I'm not happy.
1: I feel like you can go to a business coach and say, I'm not happy in my business, I can't figure out. But they can help, you know, like someone like you... You yeah can find some pathways to more equilibrium, yeah. let's say. but I yeah. almost feel like what therapy is for is I'm still not impressing my dad. that like mm-hmm. really deep yeah. trigger inner wound. yeah, and I think that's what
2: that's for, right? Because then with a the therapist, you go, okay, let's talk about the things that your dad has said to you, right like and and what makes you feel like he doesn't approve. Whereas with someone like me with personal development, I'm going, okay, so that's where we are today. You're building something and it's not making you happy. And I might touch on some of those wounds. Like I can usually find them and I'm not the one unpacking the wounds with you, but I am the one saying, wait, there is a wound there. That's worth unpacking. That's worth bringing to your therapist and saying, what was that? But going forward, I can be the one who goes, okay, so let's scrap everything you have. Let's pretend that we're in a world where your business doesn't exist, but you have all the money and you can choose what you want to build. Where do you want to go on Monday? And that's a really cool exercise because you're going to get a variety of answers. And some people have answers that surprise me because it's nowhere fucking close to the thing they've built. And I understand that's probably really intimidating for them, but it's my job to hold space and say, okay, that's okay. Don't freak out. Don't freak out that that's where you want to go on a Monday and it's so not where you're going on Monday. It's just like, how do we build this thing and how do we adjust what you've built to support where you actually want to go on a Monday. Some people might want to switch careers entirely. So maybe it's like, I am building this business. I've been doing digital marketing and I have a million clients and I'm making a lot of money, but I'm not happy because where I really want to go on a Monday is go to a studio and create art and paintings and sell them and start an Etsy shop or start a Instagram just for my art that I sell, or I want to be a designer. And we go, okay. So that means that right now, if you're working 50 hours a week and you're digital marketing business that you don't have the time or space or creative energy to design. So then we start to work with, let's figure out how to maneuver your business with strategy with Ashley so that you can minimize that, but maximize the output so that you can then design. And for someone else, they might say, honestly, on a Monday, I want to wake up slow. I want to make breakfast for my kids. I want to drive them to school. There you go. Yeah. Like (laughs) Ashley just raised her hand for those not on YouTube. You know, it's like, I want to make breakfast for my kids. I want to read for a little bit. And then I want to do like maybe four hours of work on my computer. And then I want to be able to close it, pick up the kids from school and hang out. That's a very different business from 60 hours a week. That's really what I do is it's like almost like emotional Puzzle pieces. Like to me, I kind of look at all the puzzle pieces of what you want and how you want to feel. And then we piece them together and we go, okay, well, let's start small. These two pieces go together. Or this piece,
1: maybe we need to cut a little bit. Like, you know, we kind of need to like shift what we're doing. So I think your relationship to entrepreneurship is a direct reflection of how comfortable you are looking at yourself. Because for me, when things come up, I love it for myself when maybe I get triggered or like I have an emotional reaction or I'm like freaked out for me I really enjoy the self-development work in my life so for me I welcome that and I think oh that's something I have ignored or like oh come on Ashley where's that coming from or like oh how are we trying to impress Ashley Pollard I feel very excited by it and I'm I think that if someone feels like I don't want to feel those things though I don't want to feel bad I don't want to feel like this, I don't want to feel like this. I think first and foremost, give yourself the permission to look at those hard places and say, it's safe to do that. And, you know, it's okay to look and it's okay to see myself differently or to admit that I am not perfect or whatever it is. Because sometimes the first step is just saying, I'm allowed to look, I'm allowed to like, see these parts of myself.
2: Yeah. If there's a metaphor that I use that I saw in a certain context that I've kind of shifted a little bit, but the idea, the context in which I saw it was, Everyone you meet is either unpacking kind of all of the traumas of their life or they're carrying it on their backs. Be kind was the gist of what I saw. And the way that I interpreted that beyond the initial message is that I kind of picture all of our traumas and all of our stuff as like a backpack that we're wearing and it's just full of different rocks and like maybe some gems and like just, but it's heavy, right? Because if you imagine, and like generational trauma and things we've experienced personally or things that our parents experienced and they passed down their PTSD, because that's also a thing. So like big rocks, small rocks, pretty rocks, not so pretty rocks, right? Boring rocks. But I imagine that we're all carrying these backpacks. And first and foremost, I do want to say like, you don't have to unpack what's in there. You can carry it. It's heavy. But you can carry it, so that's one option. The other thing is, if you are the kind of person who likes to unpack, I just want to make a PSA right now: you're not going to be able to unpack all the rocks. You're just not. There isn't enough time in one life, and I don't think we're supposed to. I'm carrying some rocks. Yeah, I think we all are, right? And just some stuff just passed to us, and we're like, I don't fucking know what that big one is, but I'm so not here for it. There's just some stuff that's not yours to unpack, even though it's in your backpack. I I don't know any any better way to say that, but you know, the way that I encourage my clients, what you're talking about is like, even if the first step is, I'm just going to look in the backpack. And you're like, I'm coming up against this thing. I'm coming up against, you know, the fact that I don't want to restart my podcast, right? And it's like, what is, what am I actually coming up against? And just opening, taking the backpack off, putting it on the floor, looking at it and going, and you like close it, put it back on, that's okay. And sometimes you need people in your life to help you unpack the things, someone like me, even someone like you, you've helped me unpack certain things in my backpack. And because I think, too, everybody has different experiences. And when one personal growth, person meets another person personal growth person. Cause that's both of us. We both love analyzing and figuring out and kind of puzzle piecing what's going on and what's standing right. in our way. Like I've learned a ton from you because I will say it's very hard for a coach to coach themselves and, well, or a therapist coaches, to a therapize themselves. themselves you know? Yeah, no, it's not supposed to be that way. And so there have been times where you go, you, maybe, let's say you're talking to a group, you Ashley are talking to a group, you say something and you see that like, Five out of the 20 people were fucking hit by that because you're talking about a rock that they also have in their backpack that you already took out Mm -hmm. of yours. And you went, I took it out, I polished it. It's very pretty. It's on the table. Like (laughs) we love it now, right? So you've done that one. So it's very easy for you to kind of broadcast, hey, that rock, take it out, polish it, put it here. We love a metaphor, guys. So hopefully everybody's on board with this. You know, but like, yeah, I made it into a necklace, right? And so that's something that people like a way to give back is to share the things that you've learned but the point is that everybody's backpack is different we're full of different things but like there's sometimes just value of looking and seeing what's in there even if you don't take them out shine them to break them apart just being able to see what's in there is a gift and it's okay to reclose it sometimes until you're ready yeah to yeah order. yeah so
0: i
1: have another thing that i want to talk through with you which is what else i really see often is this consistent fear of either losing clients not even losing clients, but losing clients because they hate you. We're like a client was signing on and you completely displeasing them. So it's almost like, okay, how do I book a client? And how do I do a discovery call? And how do I do my service well? And there's so much education and there's so much building and there's so much building to get, let's say a $2,000 client, a $5,000, $10,000, whatever it is. And then they get it. And then immediately it's, oh, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to hurt this person or they're not going to like me or they're not going to trust me anymore. And then they're never going to refer me elsewhere. I want to talk a little bit about the emotion that kind of comes up around, like, am I stifling myself? Am I getting in my way? Or like, am I allowed to succeed? Because I think that I see that a lot in the round table as well, because the round table I push, that is very much, I'm getting outside of your comfort zone. Like, I'll hold your hand in the doors and like, we'll like walk through life together, you know, but I'm very much like behind them, pushing them forward uh, in a really cool way. But I do think that there's a bit of like, okay, so I've done all the things and it's working. What if I fuck this up? So I'm curious what you might respond to someone when they're like, Amy, I got everything I wanted and it all starts tomorrow. And like, I don't know if I want it anymore because I'd rather dream about it than have it and fuck it up.
2: Yeah, you know, it's so interesting cuz while you were describing that I kind of got emotional. Like I I've definitely felt some kind of emotions push through because I mean, I have lots of emotions all the time, but I, it kind of movement in me because I can visually see you pushing these people like right like you behind them like kind of being like I'm just gonna make you go, right? Like let's go, right? And I think a lot of the times the question is who am I to be this successful? Who am I to be this happy? Who am I to be this pleased with life, content with life? And when you've got entrepreneurs, and especially women, right? I, we'll speak directly to women and anyone who kind of feels this way, but worthiness. And who am I to take up space and to be happy, right? That's that's the real one because our society has told us to get smaller and smaller and smaller in many, many, many ways. And so then to take up space is really brave. But the effort it takes to take up space is like that hustle movement, right? It's that like motivation and pressure and like, go, go, go. And then at some point you hit this kind of upper limit, this kind of max where you're like, it's vulnerable to take up space, but it's really vulnerable in our society to be happy where you are. We are accustomed to complaining. We are accustomed to relating through our pain. We are accustomed to saying, Oh my God, yeah, I'm so busy. Like, I'm just, I'm so busy. I'm so tired. I'm so stretched. And that's how we relate to each other. So, you go to brunch, you, oh my God, you love my dress. I I got it 50% off, right? Whatever it is. And so, we're accustomed to that languaging and that expression of our lives. And we do it often so we don't feel alone because we don't want people to be upset with us for being happy. And it feels like that's possible because if you show up at brunch and you go, no, man, like, I'm happy. I'm content. I'm good. I'm taking up space. I feel great about what I've built. I'm making a fuck ton of money. Like I get time with my family. I have a family I love. I feel great. It's entirely possible the other person sitting at the table feels like shit. And it might be really confronting. But if you can do it in a really generous way where you're like, no, I'm good. I'm actually really happy. And this is how I did it. And because I guided myself with what do I really want and what makes me happy. And I allowed myself to soften and I allowed myself to be present to the really beautiful things in life. It opens up a door for that other person who's having a really hard time or just isn't content to say, oh, maybe I can move through life that way. So I think that's one piece is that we are accustomed to not being pleased (laughs) with our lives and I think it's almost
1: like I'm aware of how much it makes me feel like shit when I see other people doing well that I don't want to be doing well in front of you because like what if it makes you feel like shit
2: (laughs) yeah but you know and then but I think that's a that whole topic of like who do you surround yourself with too because at this point in my life in my 30s I have wonderful friends who when they succeed there could be a ping of jealousy Absolutely, or envy, right? Absolutely. I could go, oh boy, do I really want that? I really want that. Damn. But the other part is, you know what? I've seen their hustle. I know that they are so excited and so grateful, and I'm excited for them. It's both. And so my response to them is like, oh my God, I'm so fucking proud of you. Let's celebrate you. Let's go out to dinner. Let's hear. I got you these cookies, like, you know, whatever it is to make, to build them up because they will build me up when I succeed. And as I succeed. Right. So it's like that's also part of it is building a community of people who like feel hopeful and excited for each other and acknowledging that there's probably going to be envy as people succeed. But to, to cut back a little bit here to you pushing these women, right, pushing them forward and them having moments of stutter stepping. I think a lot of it comes back to self-worth. And it's the who am I to have this? And let me tell you, I am in that camp You used to talk about like move through the world like Chad on Wall Street, which is just like a fucking 22 year old dude who like shows up on Wall Street and they show up and they're like, I can do it. Of course I can, because society has told them they can (laughs) because they're just like wealthy white dudes. And it's like, here, you have everything stacked in your favor. Of course you can do this. And. Sometimes we just have to take on that persona of like an average white dude of just like the confidence of just being able to do anything, even though you have no prior
0: experience.
1: Like, fire <laughs> so, festival put what's his name in oh, jail fucking A. and then he gets out of mm-hmm. jail and launches fire festival part two. Be as cocky as that motherfucker. Holy shit. The balls on that guy. Yes. And the thing that I like
0: to
2: say, too, is that especially in that environment, right, where you go, but I don't want to be that dude. He's a fucking dick, right? Like he just he just showed up and has no right to be here. And he's and you're like, I want to have the right to be here. You want to feel like, no, I have the right to be here. I don't want to be chaotic and delusional. I want to be successful and qualified. And that's one of the things is like the qualifications. But but what you have to start to realize is if you have any self-awareness, any, you're not that guy. Exactly. So then what are we asking you to take from his book? We're just asking you to take one card out of his deck which is confidence. It's not ego, it's not delusion, it's not chaos. It's just confidence that you deserve to be in the fucking room. No matter what you've done or not done so far. Because the reality is that like as you build this thing, as you are pushed forward and you feel who am I to be this happy? You're you. You're a person on this planet. You're here for a reason. You have a life. You have light to share with other people. That's why you fucking deserve to be there. Who are you? You're a human. And the reality is like, you're most likely also a smart human with talents and gifts to share. And you're there to help people. Like if if that's part of your motivation. And if not, part of it might just be like, I don't know, the pursuit of happiness is a thing. You're allowed to want to be happy and you're allowed to be happy and you're allowed to be fucking rich and you're allowed to, you know, have the house that you want and the family that you want and all of those things. And the likelihood is that if you do this in a way, if you build your success and you build yourself in a way that is like grounded in who you are, what you want, how you feel, and then sharing that with other people, whether that's by light of example I'm the kind of person who shows up confident in a room and I show other people what it looks like to show up confident in a room. You don't have to be like teaching people how you're confident, but just taking up space shows other women, shows other people that you're allowed to take up space. And so if that alone is like shine your light so that other people can find their way out of the dark, great. But that is why. The who am I? That's the answer. You're a person with light to share. Yeah,
1: and you know, it's really interesting because I love it. I love everything that you just said, by the way, but. It's really interesting because I feel like we think successful people have something we don't. And almost always they might have one thing, which is tenacity. And it's like this blind, I'm going to run into a dark room as fast as possible. And I don't know if the, there's a wall on the other side. You know what I mean? And that's why I really like the pitch challenge that we do in the doers so, so much. And there's a free version on the website. That's why I like it so much, because a lot of times I'm getting deals because I'm the only one asking for them. Truly, people are like, how the fuck did you work with that person? And I'm like, nobody else asked. I did. Hey, do you want this? And they're like, oh, my God, yes, I need it. I've been looking for someone like that. And the difference between you and I is that I asked a question you didn't. That's it well, Ashley, how are you charging 7,500? I charged it. And people said, yes, I don't know. Like, I don't know. know, There's just a little bit of like, I always say, well, there's two things that it kind of reminds me of, but like experts are not lab coats from Cambridge University. There are experts walking among us because they know more than you. But like, that's not to say that like anybody underneath them has no expertise whatsoever and so you can have expertise and monetize it and not be the top of your game like that's just not a necessity but also it reminds me of this quote that my i grew up in a family where my parents put no pressure on us if you can tell like i think that's a big reason that my sister and i both are just like risk takers cuz like we could do anything and my parents like the movement not the result not so grateful for that because i think that's ingrained in us but what's interesting is that my dad always said to you, said to me, and maybe you've heard this, have you ever heard this? What do they call the man who graduated last in medical school? A doctor. And it's true. like, you know, the top of your class is the doctor, the lower end of the class is a doctor. Now granted, different opportunities, different salaries, fine, but like, they're both experts in the space in some capacity. And so I think it just goes to show that like, when you're saying, who am I to have that thing? I don't think that we need to think of success as one step. There's a range of it. A lot of money to me is gonna be different than a lot of money to you. And success to me is gonna look different than success to you. And so I think that we have to be really weary of uh, like, why would anyone let me succeed when I don't have what they have? And it's like, because you're allowed to do it differently and in a different way in a different capacity.
2: Yeah, and to circle back to what you said at the very start, which is you have some clients, some people who have built these things that they're really proud of or they get the big client and then they're fucking afraid. They're like, "I what if I lose it? What if I fuck it up?" You might lose it. You might fuck it up. I can't guarantee that you won't just because you got it. The thing that that you have to get and this is part of leadership confidence, which is something that you and I have talked about before, is like resilience. It's how long does it take you to bounce back and just being willing to run into that dark room There might be a wall in there and you might run right into it. And you have to, yeah. And sometimes you have to get back up. You have to get back up. And you can choose not to run into that room again. But like if you're choosing an entrepreneurial venture or a creative venture, even, right? Like you're running into dark rooms all the time and you're hoping that there's something in there. And, but this is also why. I encourage and really help my clients build lives that they love alongside businesses that they're taking regular risks in. Because it's a big ask to spend the majority of your time building something and then being like, but don't be attached to it. But don't be attached to if you hit a wall. Don't be attached if you fall. Don't be attached if you drop a client. Because if you're spending all of your fucking time and energy on that and your money and you don't get the thing Yeah. How are you not going to fucking be attached? It's all your energy is going that way. And so to me, the balance is you remove attachment by having a life alongside it that reminds you of how valuable you are, whether or not that client yells at you. And that's, I mean, one of my favorite fucking stories from when we were in square one was when you had a client who scolded you for like journaling because her work wasn't done yet, whatever. And it was like, you had a life alongside it. And you were like, no, no, this is my time. Your work's going to get done. You chill, right? Like, but it's that feeling of, you know, your life matters. Those bubble baths matter. The lunches with your friends matter. The time sitting on the couch, snacking and watching TV shows that you love matter. All of that matters. And that's how you become a little bit less attached. Is it like if your whole world is just the business when it doesn't do well, it's going
1: to feel like shit because there isn't anything else around you making you feel good. And, you know, it's, what I say you all know? the time is, like, I have no faith that I'll always do a good job. I have full faith that I know how to come back mm. from it. And, mm. you know. That, that's, Damn straight. I love that's that. That's where my faith in myself comes. Like, I will make mistakes. But I know how to fix the mistake. I know how to apologize. I know how mm. to mend relationships. And there have been times that I've made a mistake and people have walked. And I get that, but I also have faith in myself to come back from it, which means, to your point, being resilient. I
2: just I want to highlight that. I think we have to kind of wrap up, but I just want to I want to highlight that really quick again because I just learned a fuck ton from that sentence from you. Because what we talked about right at the beginning, what I said was, if you are looking at Ashley's businesses and saying I want what she has, I was like, break it down and see how how Ashley operates. How does she operate within the world? And that is the ticket that's the ticket. And I don't think I've ever, I think you might've said it a few times, but it's not, it bears repeating the fact that it's like, I don't have confidence. I'm going to do it right every time, but I have confidence. I will bounce back if I fuck it up. Basically that ticket that hit me really hard because I have experiences in life where currently my perception of my bounce back was not strong. And so it has, I'm looking at it right now in my brain going, Oh, that limits me because I can't see how I bounced back. I need someone on the outside to show me hey, this is actually how you bounce back. You did great. You can have confidence in that bounce back. And that resilience is the ticket to your success and I think really to any success. And so I think to answer that question, I think you did it really beautifully is like, you are the combination of the two answers. You are so worthy of success and contentment and happiness and joy and money. We're always gonna throw that in. Like you're so worthy of those things. And if you fuck it up, you're a resilient bitch. You're going to come back. You will figure it out. And also you have resourced yourself. If you're listening to this podcast, you are already resourcing yourself for resilience. Because if you do drop something and something falls and you drop a plate and it was a glass one and it breaks, you have people around you to help you clean up the mess and start again.
1: Amy. What a great callback. You know what? You mentioned things at the beginning of the podcast. You just buttoned this up right in a bow. You are a storyteller, my friend. Amy, you and I are so funny because we'll get on a Zoom to chat for 20 minutes and then we'll be on for four hours and neither of us. Literally four hours. And it's going to happen again. But both of us have meetings, thankfully, in five minutes, which means that we have to get off this podcast (laughs) or you would be listening to a three hour podcast because Amy and I cannot shut the fuck up. It's true. And I so love true, you yeah. so much. I'm so incredibly proud of you. Where can people fall in love with you? Where can people say, oh my God, Amy changed my life. How can people interact mm. with you? Become your best friend. Give us your address, your social security number.
2: Love it. I have it all prepared right here on this note card. So <laughs> you can you can find me on Instagram. Amy L. McNabb is my Instagram handle. And then the primary place you can find mindset stuff is on at Actors Encouraged because I also work with actors and creatives because I am a creative and an actor alongside being a personal development expert and coach. And then I think we're going to have a link in the show notes that'll just list what I do for business owners because I love working with business owners one-on-one. And then I also work within masterminds like yours and, and if You uh, other, can find all that info there. So
1: so hey, shame. Yeah, running. if anybody yeah. needs a personal development coach in their group program, having Amy, I get more compliments on Amy than I do on the curriculum. And I'm like, but tell me you learned something. But no, everybody. Am I also everybody? helpful? No, yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks. It's an honor to work with the women in the round table and in these other masterminds that I work in, and and I fucking love go getters, man they're the best. So
1: yeah, that's where the people can find me. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the unfiltered entrepreneur. We'll catch you next time.
0: Hold up. Don't leave quite yet. The good just gets better. I know it might be expensive to hire me for my services. So I've created a free way for you to get all of my best for any question you have. Click the link in the show notes to drop us a voice note, and I promise you I will answer every single one of them on the podcast for free. This has been a Fast Forward production. To learn more about them, check out at Speaking on Instagram for more information.